0: God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're
1: welcome. All right, welcome to a new episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. Here at the top, we want to say that we will no longer be doing the weekly Instagram lives. We did just try to do a farewell a farewell voyage, but uh, it wouldn't let you connect, so... But here's the good news. We are putting the videos of all the episodes up over at Patreon. Yet another reason to get involved over there. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the letters I-O-K. Support the show if you think it has value. And that is all we will say about that. How are you doing?
0: Well, I'm doing pretty good. You know why I'm doing pretty good is because I've just been, I ramped up my walking to fucking five to six miles a day. I'm just not fucking around. That's great. And here's what happens. When you're walking that far, anything can happen now. And I'm just like... Don't care. I'm like fucking Atreides, whatever the guy's name is, from fucking Dune at this point. (laughs) Oh, no water? Oh, giant sandworm coming out of the ground, killing everybody? No problem. Dude, I walked in the other day. My wife had bought a fucking bunny. Did she consult me? No. Was she holding it like, hey, hey, I got a bunny without asking or talking to you about it? Major decision. And I just looked at it and I went... No problem. Like it was a goddamn giant sandworm coming out of the ground in the distance.
1: And I was fucking Bob Atreides. That's how I would interpret any pet right now is as a sandworm. A giant nuisance, a giant life threatening killing machine. I would be well, so I would be so mad. And the reason she didn't want to consult me is cause she knew She wanna poke the bear. Beyond a shadow of
0: a doubt that my answer would have been Let's not do that. So she's like oh, let's bypass. Let's bypass consulting the other adult in the
1: household. Which usually doesn't go well. However, we didn't take into account that you've been walking five to 10 miles a day, which is giving you this new new courage and this new shield. It, It sounds more like you have armor on now. Dude, nothing. I'm telling you,
0: dude. I mean, I say that i'm gonna knock on some shit i'm knocking on it because i'm like as soon as i say oh nothing and then something will happen and it'll be like oh what the fuck but it's hard dude i mean i just i don't know i'm just like yeah okay basically it's just like oh oh a giant asteroid hit the earth
1: okay what else what's the connection with walking to this uh newfound sort of not apathy but it's not
0: apathy it's this acceptance there's it's acceptance for what is well the other thing that's happened i'm telling you dude i had this weird breakthrough doing that waking up podcast it's a waking up app 10 minute guided meditation that i've been doing now for four or five months dude basically he was like okay look at something and then when i snap my fingers look At the thing that's looking at the thing. And dude, dude, I did it. And guess what I saw? Bob Schneider as a baby. No, dude. I saw me on the other side of my face, looking (laughs) through the eye holes in my face, like I was looking at a television, and there was some dude like I couldn't see who
1: it was somewhere else watching TV and I'm the TV. All right, can I ask, can I just ask you a question about this real quick? When you sign up for the Waking Up podcast meditation app, do they send you the first bag of mushrooms for free to get you started and then you have to provide your own hallucinogenic drugs?
0: Dude, at this point, I am basically a television for some otherworldly thing that I don't know what it is. That is me. And I'm like, "Who is that person?" And I'm guessing like, "It's me." but it's not me. It's some other form of me because I can't know who that other me is or what this is, dude. And then, so I see a, but so you have that. I right, try to put a
1: bunny up against that. And
0: then a bunny shows up. Yeah. And you're like who can, that's, okay.
1: That's a pebble in a waterfall. That bunny.
0: Dude, it's a pebble on a beach and the pebbles, the size of a grain of sand, it's a grain of sand, right? It's a grain of sand, dude, that poops, everywhere. Oh, and the thing is the bunny is it a cage bunny? No. This is a free-roaming house bunny. Oh boy. And my and my wife's like, "I can potty train it so that it only poops in the poop box." By the way, guess how many thousands of tiny little round BB sized rabbit pellets I've found in the house now. A lot. 800, 900. Wow. Guess who's not cleaning them up? Hashtag daddy. Be snizzy. Hashtag dad. I told him, I was like, no problem. I'm not doing anything. You want to leave? The rabbit needs to be fed. Sorry. She's like, oh, I'll give it to, I'll, the neighbors will take
1: care of it. Yeah, they're lo- They're dying to do that. They're dying for a little. Would you mind looking after my fucking rabbit? Dude, when you do consult daddy. With
0: the rabbit buying, daddy ain't <laughs> daddy is now out of the picture when it comes to doing anything for that fucking bunny. Right now, I will say this that fucking bunny is cute, it is the cutest bunny, dude. It's white, it's got little red eyes. Hmm. So scared just scared. And my daughter, my daughter's just grabbing it like it was her, you know, stuffed animal and just dragging it around the house.
1: What'd you name and the then, bunny?
0: Uh, what's the fucking bunny's name? <laughs> it's like fucking DeLorean or something. DeLorean. Wow. It's not DeLorean, but it's something Dorian. Uh, it's Dorian. Dorian, the picture of DeLorean Gray. Yeah, it's Dorian. Wow. And then we've got this cat that we've been feeding that's beloved. I'm like can we think of any worse names for these fucking animals? Like if you got a bunny, you got to call it like stamps or something <laughs> cute. You know what I mean? You can't call it Dorian. And if you got a stray cat, you got to call it like muffins or something. You know what I mean? Or or I don't know anything. But beloved and Dorian, what are we like? Oh, we're going to name all the fucking stray animals after fucking classics.
1: No. Make it cute. Now that you guys have started the Schneider Zoo, uh, maybe the naming part will improve. It won't. By the way, guess how much stuff I've named since I've met my wife? <sighs> I don't know. A million zero. things. Zero. No, zero. Okay.
0: Zero. My wife, 100%, has done all the naming. I've done 0% of the naming. Guess who's fed and clothed and paid for all
1: the stuff? Who's done 100% of that versus 0%? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Sam Harris- I don't like the guessing game, bro. Just tell me what you're it's- telling me. How many? How about this for a guessing game? How many times have I had you guess some shit? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Zero
0: percent.
1: Let's get the guessing game out, bro. Let's move past the guessing game, the rhetorical <laughs> guessing game. <laughs> it's the worst. Guess.
0: How, guess how many times? <laughs> guess how many times I've done the guessing game?
1: Oh man, too many. One one was too many, and it's right. way beyond. No one. more. All right, <laughs> done. No more. Well, I'm glad to hear that you have such a positive outlook. I don't have that right now, and if I came home to an an, an untalked about pet, I would be very upset. So your Zen attitude is very inspiring. Although to get there, looking back at yourself through the TV into the guy behind your eyes who you can't know, uh, I don't know if I'm willing to go on that trip right now either. Dude, it was an easy trip. I'm literally it was just
0: four months of. 10 minutes a day yeah that actually if you're really doing that you are really commit to that that's that is a commitment though well here's the thing about meditation and and i'm gonna recommend all our listeners do it and and including you clint here's the problem i had with it originally i'm such a perfectionist so the idea of like oh i've got to spend 10 minutes concentrating on my breath like for me it just seemed like oh that's just a long time to be trying to do something that I don't think I'm very good at or is going to be hard to do or I'm not going to be able to do it perfectly or whatever. If you get rid of that completely, which Sam Harris is really good about telling you, don't worry about doing it right or perfect or anything. When you get that out of the way where you can't do it wrong, like no no matter what you do, no matter what thoughts you have, no matter how unconcentrated you are or how unfocused you are, you're doing it correctly just by doing it, then... It becomes this 10 minute sort of, uh, it's like a 10 minute, hey, you don't have to do anything right. You don't have to get anything right or do anything or figure out the future or how are you going to fucking pay for your family's fucking mortgage or anything or who to be or what's going on in the world. It's just 10 minutes of just like, fuck it. It's and when you get to that point, and it doesn't take long, it just takes a doing it maybe for a week or two and allowing yourself to not do it perfectly, not be a yogi or something. And then now, dude, I start that podcast, I'm doing shit. I mean, the the meditation, you know, I'm like kind of walking around, eyes open, because I, I don't give a fuck. Once I start that thing, it's like for the next 10 minutes, I can't do anything wrong. And when you get there, it's, it's pretty cool, man. It's like a 10 minute break from life. Right. And it carries into the rest of
1: your day. Right. Carries into the pet bunny.
0: Yeah. How about, uh, how excited were you when you looked on Netflix and saw the last dance had arrived?
1: well, I mean, you know, I, I have, I have access to it on sling. I was excited for all the people who now get to see it and now get to understand. In fact, a friend of mine who is a fan of this podcast, Kevin Van Dam, who's a patron of this podcast, I believe he texted me this morning and he said, hey, I just binged The Last Dance on Netflix and I totally get it. Like, I get why you've been so into it. Yeah. Because the story is just, I mean, we I know we've talked about this, but the story, I, I watched a thing today. It was a big 30-minute thing of Jordan versus LeBron. It was kind of like, who's the greatest of all time? And it was sort of a dispassionate breakdown where they had these criteria of like, okay, well, like, we have statistics, we have longevity, we have uh, wins, we have wins. And they were like, let's really see, you know, let's really break it down. And they really did frame it like it was going to really be a close comparison. (laughs) It's not. Again, it was like more scientific. It really was like really crazy player stats that I've never heard of. Like the player's replaceability value, their field goal attempts, three feet away to nine feet away. It was extremely methodical. And Jordan not only was generally better than LeBron, but Jordan was generally in every one of these little mini categories, number one in all of the NBA. Right. Uh, so when you see it all laid out like that, and then you, his, you know, he's, he's not really has that much of a personality, but his commitment to being driven and his competition thing and the way he can tell his story and just what he proved on the court, it, it really has sort of captured the imaginations of anyone who watches the doc. And, and for other, those of us who lived through it in the nineties and watched it, it's, it's a great nostalgic trip too.
0: Well, I know as a man, I think the reason I find it so captivating is when when I as a man see somebody who is so absolutely the alpha male in whatever position they're in I find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I and and there's no like if I'm close like if I'm in close competition with somebody for that alpha male spot I'm not going to find it enjoyable at all. But when I'm looking at somebody like Jordan or Tiger Woods or I don't know. Those are the guys that come to mind right off the bat. Or Muhammad Ali or just somebody who just is dominating to such a degree like I'm just like, yeah.
1: It's because you see a little bit of yourself in it.
0: Well, it's not even that I see some it's I don't I think it's not. I think it's like, oh, that's the alpha male. I can relax. I don't need to be the alpha male. Like, you know like when your dog like if, if you have a dog and you've got it trained where that dog knows that you're the alpha male, that dog's relaxed, it's chill, it knows what to do. Because it just looks to you and it goes, what do I do?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Like, There's one guy who I, who used to be a drummer in a band I was in. I haven't seen him in a long time, but we were close for about four years. And he was just literally the funniest guy I've ever met. It was nice being a funny, because I'm kind of usually one of the funnier guys in a whatever group, kind of had to be funny. You're like this too. You're funny sort of have this natural funny thing that's probably some sort of defensive thing that you built up with your personality but he was so funny and so much funnier than the funniest guy it really did take the pressure off that and you could just enjoy being around him and let him be that guy oh yeah it really was like really sort of comforting and then it would be really fun to see another funny guy like we were on the road like some other guy in the other band who's that who's that version right and you would see him try to keep up for a minute and then I would watch my f- Shane, almost like Jordan, just sort of effortlessly. Like, like he had that kind of John Lennon wit. And you just watch him sort of be cool about it and let the guy go for a minute. And then watch him just in about 10 minutes, to shut it all down. And see, you're like, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like that exact thing. It was, it was nice to be around it. I didn't feel any jealousy. I didn't feel any competitiveness. It was like, you're the dude, man. You're the guy. It's cool. Right. It's awesome. And you can, yeah. and it's And it's...
0: There's something about it that's that's just like okay, everything's cool.
1: That's the it's it's very it's comforting or something. Yeah, you can
0: relax. You yeah. don't you don't you don't need to. There's no part of me that's like, well, I could get there. <laughs> I can't ever get there, dude.
1: I think it's a reason too that Jordan, some of his closest friends, if he was even really capable of that, were other people like him. You know, it was him hanging out with Evander Holyfield. And hanging out with just other champions, really. Because no one else could really understand. And also, there was this image of Jordan... Because he did a lot of... I mean, almost every game he was hanging out with fucked up kids. Uh, He always did stuff for kids. Obviously, Be Like Mike and Campaigns for Wheaties. But I did like that in that era, it wasn't this like, I'm a role model. Everything has to be perfect. He was kind of a dark cat. And he was a huge trash talker. And he played to win. It wasn't this like, well everyone gets a blue ribbon because everyone gave an effort he's like fuck that i played a win right.
0: dude speaking of playing to win i watched gladiator but only because uh there's this master pancake which they just make fun of movies mm-hmm. and uh they were on twitch so i watched them do gladiator how'd it hold up well i've never liked gladiator oh like, really? when it came when it came out i was like this movie fucking sucks wow really and it won it won movie of the year oh yeah it won a lot of oscars Uh, like people went nuts for it and i'm like fuck this movie and uh i felt the same way kind of about the movie except joaquin phoenix is great in it oh yeah and uh and russell crowe is great in it um and uh everybody's pretty good in it it's it's just kind of cheesy and Hollywoody and kind of schlocky, but yeah,
1: yeah, 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 for sure.
0: But the story's cool, you know. He, you know, he's like top of the world, and then he just gets his family gets killed, and he gets thrown into the gladiator school, and I don't know, man. Uh, but it's that's the same thing where it's like he's surrounded by all these like gladiator dudes, but then he just rises above, and they're all like, "Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, that's the that's the dude." Yeah, I think that's there's something in us that recognizes that and uh,
1: and kind of likes to see it. It's weird to me that we live in a time when even that Michael Jordan's still alive, because it, it, it really is like a living legend. The, the way this guy compl- concluded his analysis today is he was like, Michael Jordan is the living embodiment of like, you know, when you like play a basketball game on whatever gaming system, you can sort of make the best player ever. Like, he's the best at defense. He's the best at shooting. He's the best at taking it to the fucking hoop. He's the best at running. He's the best at breakaways and fades. You would make that character, right? He's like, Michael Jordan is that. He was that guy. Right. He was just great at all of it. He won Defensive Player of the Year and shooter Broke a Shooting Record in the same year, which is to even really be one of the best at any of those categories when you're playing at the level of the NBA is kind of remarkable. And he was the best at all of it. It's just... It's like really just kind of shit of legend that you're like, nah, was he that good? It's like Wilt Chamberlain, you know, like Wilt Chamberlain scored like 110 points a game, but that feels like so far away ago and the NBA was so different than that. You're kind of like, ah, eh, yeah, it's just sort of myth- mythological. But with Jordan, you're like, no, he he's still alive. He can still talk about it. He can tell you all about it. Yeah. So it's weird. It's an odd thing. Yeah, he's, I mean. Did you ever I'm see a- him play? Did you ever see a Bulls game? Dude, I've seen one professional
0: basketball game of my life hopefully the last one i'll ever see the game where you like went and just chain smoked i I saw magic magic johnson oh yeah you saw magic play that was the draw because he was gonna play i didn't know any of the other players and literally after five minutes i was bored so i've I've never i've been to one professional football game i went to see the green bay packers play the cowboys last year it was awful i hated the experience i was like this is the worst Like these people, there's something about, I think it's, I think it's because I grew up in Germany, Um, but there's something about the way people get so excited about something that I'm like, what are y'all doing? I mean, I like football. I like watching it at home where you're supposed to watch it in front of a
1: TV. I like rooting for a team. I like getting excited. I like my team winning. Well, speaking of gladiator, there is something when you're in a big arena, it is gladiatorial when you're you can almost imagine you know, Rome yeah. with like people being torn apart. That's what it felt like, dude. Yeah. I felt like this is what I would have been like
0: in Rome, and I would have felt the same way, which is like, what are these people cheering for? People are being murdered. And it's funny because I was uh I, I was listening to History on Fire. Do you know that podcast?
1: No, dude, you got to listen to it. I'll carve out time in my uh, stacked, depressed state to shove more things into my face. It's this
0: Italian guy who you can barely understand.
1: Oh yeah, well that that'll go right to the top of the list. He's then.
0: like, he's like, I told that dude to that today. I can't even do it. Dude, by the way, my Italian. <laughs> this dude doesn't talk like that at all. Right. I'm like, I'm,
1: I've completely gotten the accent wrong. Yeah, I'm shocked that uh, I'm shocked that you, <laughs> your Luigi guy's isn't some sort of insane,
0: over the top characterization. I'm a I went to do to see the gladiator. Ah, <laughs> oh,
1: mamma mia! Mamma mia! No, so he had to fight off a criminal.
0: But he was talking about normally uh the gladiator they'd have like somebody being executed they'd have somebody being tortured and torn apart then they'd have like the lions come out and eat people then they'd have battles and then that was just like a you know a friday and a saturday and a sunday like that just happened and people were just there and there was a guy that went to the thing and he actually wrote about it and he just wrote about how horrified he was and Mm i and i think you know i always think oh, everybody was into it they weren't into it the masses were into it but a lot of people were like that shit's fucking fucked up right and and that's what it felt like at that that's what it felt like at the nfl but game.
1: you probably don't want to be the one guy in that crowd being like this isn't that cool because <laughs> then then you'll be in the fucking thing talking to russell crowe before they let you out and release well, guess the crack what? I'm the guy in the crowd who doesn't think
0: that being at that NFL football game was cool at all.
1: Yeah, right. I'll never go I'll never go back. But you're, but you're not tapping the guy next to you who's got the face paint on and saying, you know what? This isn't that cool. This is kind of crazy. <laughs> you're you're going to want to blend in or just not go. There's these long lines to just buy like
0: a $13 Coke or a $25 bucket of popcorn. Long lines of people all overweight waiting oh, yeah. to buy this crap. To Welcome eat.
1: to America.
0: And so... I had to walk through the lines to get from the bathroom back to my seat. And I and I went, I was going through the line and I was like, excuse me, you know, being polite, excuse me, not get the fuck out of my way, just I'm going through. There was a space for me to go through. And as I walked through, I was like, excuse me, like a fucking regular human being. And this dude was like, what the fuck did you say? (laughs) And I was like, are you serious? You're ready to go. You're ready to go. with?" And dude, I'm not like Mr. I'm not like Mr. Tiny britches. I'm a big, I'm a big imposing motherfucker. You don't know who the fuck I am. I mean, I am the biggest pussy in the world. I'm not fighting anybody, but this guy doesn't know that. I'm just saying, excuse me, because I'm trying to be polite and this guy's ready to go. Oh, my God, dude, I got ramped up. I was like, dude, I just spent the next five minutes thinking about all this like carnage. I wanted to bring down on this guy's head and face and body. Like I literally in my mind wanted to destroy him. Of course, I didn't do anything. Yeah, because you're normal. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. I just kept moving.
1: Yeah. Well, we don't live in gladiatorial times where everything's at stake for being offended. You can just be offended and move on and and be around for your family and not be in jail or get killed. And we always have the benefit of of allegedly polite society, even when someone's breaking that contract. It is interesting too to think about competitive sports, like the spectating of competitive sports, especially really violent sports. Like, well, football be at the smaller end of the list, but uh, MMA or boxing and shit as a sort of spiritual uh it it takes the place of the bloodlust of people it's like porn like porn really just sort of keeps a lot of people out of trouble uh because people are able to just exercise all those feelings presumably in a private safe way instead of raping and pillaging and destroying entire countries over not getting laid you know uh it, it like fits some societal need, like going to a football game with 80,000 people and getting that charged up to where you're ready to kill somebody in line for the $13 Bud Light and the bucket of chicken or whatever the fuck it is.
0: Yeah, I've read that um, movies also do that, like all the violence and, and action movies and stuff like that, that actually is supposed to supplicate some sort of need that we have as human beings to see that sort of stuff. Uh, or experience it, or I don't know. It does. There's do something that. in us th- that that we like. We like to see people killing and not being and overcoming being killed and stuff. And so that's
1: why people are really into those movies. Well, because you're able to engage those parts of the brain and engage those feelings in a safe way. It, it's really just right. fantasy. Conservatives for decades, really since the 80s, have really been trying to link vi- like violence to violence in media or video games or comic. Ever since there has been media or rock and roll or whatever. It's a really great book. I'd recommend to anyone who likes to read by Steven Pinker called the better angels of our nature, where he proves methodically that like violence has gone down. Violence is kind of at a low point. It doesn't seem like it. If you turn the news on and there's a lot of shit going on right now, but he's like the correlation between societies being more violent with violence and media really is the opposite because it, what it does is it exercises those feelings. Hey, uh,
0: I got a question.
1: Yeah, what's reading? I, I, I've told it's been told to me that <laughs> readings when you interpret runes on a on a pamphlet and you derive meaning from it in some sort of way. Okay, cool. Uh, um, let's read one email before we split. We got like one or two more minutes here, and uh, I wanted to read an email. We actually started an email on one of the last episodes that we didn't get to finish because we went on a tangent. So I wanted to finish this email. This is from Scott Wilmer. Okay. Who says, hey, guys, still loving the podcast, sharing it with many folks. He says, interested if you watch the TV series Nashville and your thoughts on how they captured the music scene. Now, I honestly, and this isn't some badge of honor. I'm not trying to be cool. This is just a fact. This is a stone cold fact. I never saw a single second of it. Now, did you watch the show Nashville? Man, I I feel like I should have watched it because
0: the lady who... Who wrote it and who, you know, I don't know, starred it, came up with the idea or wrote it or whatever. I know that lady. She's the same uh, woman who wrote the screenplay for Thelma and Louise. Hmm. She's real, sm- real smart, real funny um, lady, but I've never watched it. Just It looked so bad, but it stars the chick from uh, Friday Night Lights, who yeah, so I love. it's got Connie Britton in it. And, and, and She's wonderful, but yeah. I've just ne- never watched it. Here's what I know
1: I don't like anything involving the music industry, because they always get it wrong. So why am I going to watch? I heard it was pretty bad. The thing that I do like about it is obviously I live in the town and it was actually filmed here. So it was pretty fun. And then and then uh, T-Bone Burnett was the music director. So I was playing with this chick named Jesse Balin, who's tight with all those people. So we were playing shows at that time and like T-Bone Burnett and Connie Britton were coming to our gigs and that was like kind of fun and exciting. Dude, I'll never forget, man. Did you ever play the basement of venue here? It's a really small venue here might be a little too small for your world. You usually play 3rd and Lindsley when you're here, but it's the basement of Grimies, which is a record store. Never played it. So we were playing The Basement. I'll make this brief. And uh, it's really small. It's like 130 people can fit in there. It was packed. This this chick I was playing for, Jesse Balin, kind of had a little buzzy thing. And the opening band was playing. There's no green room, so we were all in there. And it was kind of an industry little show. A bunch of our friends were there. We're watching the opening band, and the door opened. And when someone comes in, for a large part of the... Where the crowd is, you can see who's coming in. And Timo Burnett's a big dude. And the Dora and we knew he was coming to see our set. We didn't know how he was going to get in or whatever. And dude, when he walked in, like everyone in that club was like, knew he was there. It was, I've never really felt that sort of collective, like, whoa, Timo Burnett's here. Um, the other cool thing about the show is that a lot of my friends had songs on it. So it kind of kept a lot of songwriters, They paid their bills for a while. And after T-Bone left after the first season, I think Buddy Miller became the dude. You know who Buddy Miller is? I mean, I've heard that name before. So anyway, all I know is that musically it had a lot of cred, but I heard that the show was awful. And I'm not really, I'm like you, anything with the music industry. There's something strangely painful about not only watching it, but especially when they get it wrong. Well, they always get it wrong. And they don't ever really land it, except for the movie That Thing You Do. Which I haven't seen. That Tom Hanks movie? You've never seen that? Uh Uh-uh, should I watch it? You need to watch it tonight, bro. All right. It is watch. a wonderful, wonderful movie. And the songs in it are great. It, in fact, Adam Schlesinger from Fountains of Wayne, who died of COVID about a month ago at 51, he wrote a lot of the songs, including that the song that I Think You Do, which is a wonderful song. Am I gonna cry throughout? There's it's that's not really built that way. You're not gonna cry. But it is a tragic tale, but it's not it's built in a great way. That it's like back when movies didn't weren't trying to gut punch you all the time with all that shit. It's mostly upbeat. I'll check it out. It's an, I wish we could watch it together. But yeah, it's a great movie. And with that, we do have to split. You can write in Bob and Clint at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys out there. And uh, again, the Instagram lives are over, but all of the videos of these episodes will be on Patreon, including The Secret Weekly, which we're about to go to now. Do you want to tell them about our other podcast before we split?
0: Our other podcast, we have a Metal Up Your Podcast, which is uh, a play on the word Metal Up Your Ass, but with pod. Inserted, and it's about uh, two guys, two regular American guys talking about a little old band called Metallic in a
1: gladiatorial arena.
0: Just like you don't need to like Michael Jordan or basketball to enjoy The Last Dance, it is amazing and wonderful. You can also check out Middle Up Your Podcast and enjoy two intelligent guys talking about whatever. Uh, so check that out. You can also check out my other podcast, The Song Club. And you know how to do all of that. But what we need you to do is we need you to tell other people about the I'm Okay, You're Okay podcast. And your job this week is going to be to round up four or five friends and make sure that they- And kill them. (laughs) Well, first, first make sure that they've listened to an episode, then quiz them, make sure that they actually listened, then kill them, then eat them, then you nobody will find the body because you'll have eaten it. And then uh, you'll have to find some more people because we'll need we'll need subscribers. Uh,
1: And again, this is a German film for sure. (laughs) It's either German or Slavic or Russian. It's one of the three. Serbian. All right, cool. Well, you know what to do out there. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate all the support and we'll see you on the flip flop. Bye. Bye. (laughs)